1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Agony Uncles. I'm Uncle Si,
2: And I'm another uncle. I'm your Uncle Dave. And this is the podcast in which we, the Hairy Bikers, use all our experience and wisdom. Really? Which we have gained after biking around the world four times to try and help you with your troubles. God help you all. Now, remember,
1: if you want to get in touch with us, it's really easy. Just email your problems to agonyuncles at thehairybikers.com. .co, uh, uk That's Agony at uk
2: Now helping us with your bag of bother this week in the last chance saloon of life, as always, the voice of the problem, the thin white duke. Hello,
3: Mr. Jeeves. Hello, everybody, and uh, yes, lovely to see you all. It's been a a bulging postbag this week, I have to say, and um, and I think today we've got a confidential corner that might make Tash feel a little uncomfortable. That I'm just giving okay. a little teaser there, but uh, yeah, I know, oh. but we'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get there, but looking forward mm. to the show.
1: Excellent. Mm. And as always, here with advice from the South, because there is no worry in Surrey. It's our Tash. Posh Tash, hello, good morning, good afternoon, hey. good day. How are you?
0: Definitely no worry in Surrey here today. Or oh, no. by actually, it probably is. I tell you, I've got a question. I've got a podcast question of worry today for you. I am into my eggs. I keep eating two eggs a day. I'm trying to get my protein up. I'm of an age that I have to get more protein in, and I want to know the easiest way to peel a bloody boiled egg, because those bits of shell get everywhere. How does a good cook peel a good boiled egg?
1: Well, it's a good boiled egg because if if they're not if the shells aren't coming off, they're fresh. So that's a good thing. So don't oh, worry really? too much about it. Yes. Well, you've got to get, there's a membrane in there between the shell itself yeah. and the, you know. And I know the what egg. she
2: means though. It's when the membrane yeah. sticks yeah. then your egg comes up all hacky. It's horrible. I've um, got a method here. Go on. Once the eggs are fully cooked, set a time for 10 to 12 minutes. Next step is to cool the eggs down in an ice bath or a bowl of very chilly water, which should stay for a full five minutes or so. Set a timer, do not disturb. I know you're hungry and anxious, but the eggs will be better off if you just leave them alone. When they're cool enough to handle, fill another clean bowl with room temperature water. Submerge the eggs one at a time, using the edge of the bowl to knock them. You can now generally start cracking the shell. Do this entirely, so not anyway, it's the usual old bollocks. I think iced water, cool it down quickly. And anyway, after 12 minutes, that's typically the Americans, you can launch them out with a flaming cannon. Yeah. After 12 minutes. Yeah, you see the scrambled eggs, you could lag pipes with them. <laughs> but, to, you know, but it's what it's like to say, poached eggs, it's fresh eggs are the answer all the time.
0: All right, fresh if eggs. Can exactly.
2: remember the, the, the good egg company who do eggs online, I'm not being paid, but I do subscribe, but they send you boxes of eggs online, but they're stamped with the date they were laid. And honestly, the best poached eggs is so easy with fresh eggs.
0: Mm, and now, other question really quickly before we move on. In the fridge or out the fridge?
2: Uh, mm. I'll keep mine out in the winter and in, in the summer. Yeah, I think I keep mine in the fridge, but I know you're supposed to keep them in a bowl next to the agar. Then
0: they'd cook, wouldn't they, next to the agar? No, not on the agar,
2: but you know what I mean, just so it looks decorative in you know, those blue and white Cornish where blow oh, bowls you know nice. what I mean? <laughs> beautiful,
0: beautiful. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm
3: trying to aspire to your lifestyle, Tash.
0: You know? <laughs> 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 okay,
3: thank you for that. No, no, it's, it's been very interesting. Thank you, Tash, for the uh, egg thing. Uh, interestingly, I'm uh, still in New Zealand at the moment, and in New Zealand there are no eggs. There's a national shortage of eggs. So in the supermarkets, the shelves are empty of eggs. Oh, wow. So you wouldn't have any success here getting any eggs. <coughs> What's that with the chickens, then? I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a big egg shortage. Oh. And if they do have them, then you're limited to buy one box of eggs, and that's it. And we're limited with vegetables here. Yeah. Are we? Yes. That's a stupid world, isn't it, really? It's a stupid world, but I think it's time to get into it.
1: Right, Uncle Dave, waggle your jingle finger. bing bum bum
3: bing boop Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest. Won't you listen to my story like a hairy jackanory? Because I heard your advice is the best. In today's devilishly difficult dish of dilemmas, Uncle Si, Uncle Dave and Posh you're going to be required to rectify these problems. We have an aerated issue. We have the email fail, the kitchen calamity, and in confidential corner, the Pinot Piles problem. But we're going to start with an aerated issue. Dear Agony Bikers is uh, how this has come through from Margie. Oh, well. uh, I, think, I think we know what he's talking about. Uh, dear Agony Bikers, <laughs> I'm having trouble with my sponge. Now, I've recently started baking. It's after buying your book for Christmas. This is, I imagine, brilliant bakes. And I'm enjoying doing it, but I'm having trouble with the ultimate Victoria sponge. Whatever I do, I can't get it light and fluffy. It's more or less a pizza base when it comes out of the oven. Now, my partner reckons it's because I'm using very old, self-raising flour. But I told her that it doesn't go off, it lasts for years. She says, I'm wrong, and it has a shelf life, which is why they have a date printed on the pack. But I just say that's supermarkets trying to get us to chuck good stuff away and buy new stuff. So what's the truth? Does self-raising flour go off? And could this be my problem? Loads of love, Margie, over to you.
2: All flour goes off.
3: It's, I think I've said this
2: before, when it came to lockdown, you know, and there was a shortage of flour, I was celebrating because I had me, me- covers were bulging with half empty bags of flour. Could I bake anything? Could I Nelly? And then when I looked at the the sell by dates, it was like three, four years out of date. And now flour does go stale, it goes off. And uh, I presume that goes for self raising flour as well. Definitely, definitely so. And that
1: is her problem. And sieving as well. If she can sieve a flour, that always, as much air, the whole thing is about capturing air in your sponges. So the rise, the oven temperature's got to be spot on. It's got to be preheated. It's got to be, you know, it's a skill. It's a skill. Um, but definitely the basis is the flour.
2: It's. Got and if you're make. unsure, you can always just bung another teaspoon of baking powder into it. It's all self-raising flour is. It's normal flour that's already had the raising agent, i.e. baking powder added. It's like in France, you don't get self-raising flour or in America you don't. It's quite peculiar here that they do it for us, you know, for cakes. But like for scones, you always put a bit more in, give it a bit of lift. But by God it goes on. Do you remember when we were in, um, Oh, was it Corsica with the chestnuts, Kingy? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we brought back a lot of chestnut flour. Yes. So we intend to make chestnut bread and that chestnut, a wonderful chestnut honey cake The woman made. Oh, God, yeah. Anyway, I was saving that, but that was literally just outside its cell bite and it was rancid. You could smell it. You know, it really didn't keep at all. Mm. Um, mm.
0: What is the shelf life then, do you think, of about ba- a, a bag of flour?
2: Do not know? Look at the back of the packet.
0: <laughs> Thanks for that. Well, well it do. depends well. where you buy it, doesn't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you often get that little bit of bitter taste. You can taste it yeah. in the food afterwards, and I just think you them I can't bear those biscuits that just taste of raising agent. Maybe that's it's the
1: same one. as you know peanuts as well. You know when you get like stale peanuts when the oil when
2: the oil in yeah. them they're so old they've gone yeah, exactly stale you
1: and you're like oh
2: no way man they're minging. I know what Tasha means though, about the taste if it's too much baking powder in. Some people bake pastry like that to, to lighten it and and you can taste the soda. Yeah, that's
0: and, Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it's not horrible. good.
2: But you remember in Romania, meat the sausages they're yes. like hand formed sausage that are strangely addictive and you get them in market stalls it's street food so and you dip good. them in a little pot of Dijon mustard but they use is it bicarbonate of soda or baking powder to give them a bounce the bicarb oh. but some of them they go over the top Oh, honestly, the effect it has on your internal gastric system—it's epic, <laughs> isn't it? it? It's just just unreal. It, yeah, it's 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 definitely turbocharged. That's yeah, meech, meech, sausage with bounce. Yeah.
0: And then my mum also makes biscuits. She makes this. she's made them all her life. I don't even know what she calls them. They're just mum's biscuits. But they always um a do actually make me quite windy. I'm just thinking about that. That's what reminded me. Um, but so they give you that lining on the back of your teeth. And you're, do you know when it's like a furry? Yeah. I I always think that's the the baking powder too. I've just suddenly thought, I think I've said they're delicious for years, but I'm wondering whether they might be disgusting. And actually she needs to take out the raising agent. I think that might be it.
2: Some some scones are like that, aren't they? They they, kind of coat your teeth.
0: Yeah. And I don't, mm, I don't like that either. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't like that. No, no. And you know, the worst thing
1: is that that some scones, and particularly the cheese ones, they're slightly sweet you know have you ever had that in a dodgy yeah. calf and you just think oh no man no, it's because
2: use the same mixture and just bung cheese yeah, in, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah yeah so wrong can i just recommend our cheese and marmite scones are a game changer oh they're so good they're in but one was, book or other
1: yeah, recipes- you were
0: really trying to wait the other day because my little one my nine-year-old came home out of nowhere and said i've got to make scones he just absolutely had to make them. And he told me the history of why he'd learned about them at school, obviously. So we made scones and I was desperate to do your Marmite and cheese ones. But he just wouldn't let me because at school they taught him the plain version. So we had to make the plain version. And I was like, come on, you know, I <laughs> yeah. you. I know these people that know everything. A great recipe, but he wouldn't let me do them. So sorry. We used
2: to do that as an opening party piece at festivals, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the cheese and Marmite scones. He never failed. And if we could, we could, you could get them knocked up in about seven, eight minutes get them in the oven. And what was great was when we we're cooking the other stuff, the smell of like these cheesy scones would permeate the tent and get everybody going and they, oh, they were good. And um am funny, of the more slapdash we got about it. Cause obviously when you're on stage, you're not being fiddly or finicky. You tend to bung everything out to get the blooming things in the oven. And the more rougher we were with them, and you know, obviously you never use a rolling pin with scones, the better they were coming. They were belting, weren't they Kingy? Oh, they were epic. They were really good. And uh, and Dave's right. The more the more
1: kind of cavalier you are with their construction, the better, <laughs> uh, because it's just like lob them in the oven. It's grand off the go. Jobs are good. One.
0: Scones, scones. Are definitely up for trying a bit of marmite and cheese scones. They are definitely high. Well, I want to smell them now. I'm almost like got that sort of. I need mm. something. So, mm, I might have to go and make them. Oh, I might take the afternoon off.
3: <laughs> mm, umami. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marge. There you go. Uh, yes, self-raising flad and other flowers do go off. So, go and buy a new bag. Food makes everything better. Okay, our next problem is called an email fail. Uh, This comes from a lady who would like to remain anonymous. So, that means we need one lady's name. It's time to go to the best name person that we have on the team. Orange-topped poshtash.
0: Oh, every week it's such a funny moment isn't it it's great right. just to put me on the spot yes and it is I, but by week,
3: now you should have learned
0: i know and by now i should have a flipping a to z of baby yes. names by my side at all times Ugh. but i don't so i'm going with <gasps> jennifer
3: jennifer oh jennifer. Ah, jennifer juniper well jennifer writes in uh, dear uncle sir uncle dave poshtash i desperately need your advice I work part-time from home, part-time in an office with a team of about 12 other ladies. Now, our boss went on holiday at the end of last week, and before she went, she just dumped a whole pile of work on me via email with no discussion at all. I was so angry that I sent an email to my friend, my colleague, having a real go at our boss and how she's been utterly hopeless at communicating recently. Except I didn't send it to my colleague. Because I had my boss's name in my head, I sent it to her email. I realised as soon as I clicked it and I felt sick. It's a bad email. I've described her as the Wicked Witch of the West. I've made comments on her teeth, her bad breath and her hairstyle. However, I do know that she won't see her emails on holiday because her laptop is still on her desk. I also know her password. Is it okay to go onto her laptop and delete the email? Asks. Jennifer, over to you. Yeah. I
2: think she's going to have to, yeah. Either that or just stick your hands up and find a new job. Yeah,
1: if I could, and she do, yeah. and just hope that she hasn't got it linked to her phone. I was oh, thinking yeah. that,
0: yeah. Oh, So what if she's already seen it, she's on holiday, she's steaming, she's furious, she's upset, she comes back and it's not in her email, she's going to be even more steaming and upset that someone's accessed her account and deleted it.
2: Yeah, well, by that time, you've got to find a new job anyway, haven't you? Yeah, so he might as well, you know, be hung for a sheep as a lamb, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: that's that's a oh God, lover. It's all, we've all done it in some way. I mean, not that because that's not, that's horrible, but we've I all kind of. It.
0: I actually yeah. said I've to confess I did it once. Like I get nervous, I shake almost before I send emails because I'm so scared it's going to the wrong people. So the easy way to do it is never write anything down that you're thinking and always be polite. But I did foolishly once write in an email about someone's very poor sense of humour and how they couldn't crack a smile and what a bunch of boring old so and so's and accidentally cc'd in that person. I did do that. And oh, then that I was us, by
2: the way. Yeah, no, we, we have forgiven you.
0: You, know, <laughs> but, so, you
2: know, we've got broad shoulders, Tash. We, we got over it.
0: Um, but they did actually, I did then actually make the phone call. I picked the phone up and I said, I do apologise. That's absolutely gone on to my... Uh, I, 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 I just didn't know what to do. I, I've confessed. I put my hands up and confessed, so I couldn't do anything else. It wasn't the most awful email, and she saw the funny side. Um, but, yeah, you just can't... Don't write it down. Don't put it down in the first place.
2: So it's all these things you hear about sort of celebrities and such, like male celebrities who, who, who can't resist not getting the private parts out on Twitter. You know, it doesn't seem to happen so often now, but there's quite a few cases, isn't there, of, of people. Do, do they have this... they not realise that it's going everywhere? Well, on the internet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <so>.
2: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do that. Would you? Well, get your get your old chap out. No, no. What's that's wrong? I know. I know. But apparently, people do. Well, you know, and then then they they regret it afterwards and apologise in the newspapers. Well, don't do it in the first place. But no. um, but yeah, the worst thing I have ever done is is well emails is it, I, I I think it's it's like the wrong month when booking a hotel, or the wrong month when booking a flight. And that you just waste an inordinate amount of money by one flick of the finger
0: yeah yeah i do know that but that's just that's an innocent mistake there is there's though the danger i'm married to a lawyer so obviously he always goes if it's in writing even if it's not a contract even if it's an email it's said it's out there and one day if it ever came wanted to bite you on the bum it can bite you on the bum it'll come mm-hmm. back you can find it no matter how many times you delete it or do it You've written it, it's done. So you have to be very careful how you write. Recording it and writing it, it's a very efficient way of working. But at the same time, yeah, I think at the end of the day, always be kind. If you're going to write, if you haven't got, you can't say it to their face, then don't say it at all. And if you can't, you be kind, you know, keep it to yourself. Even though I made the mistake once before.
2: Blow me (laughs) neck, it's Mary Poppins.
3: (laughs) Excellent advice. Thank you very much. That's great. And uh, I like the fact that you was talking about people, celebrities putting their private parts, which, of course, neither of you ever done on social media, but I believe that Si used to get his bum out on the M1. Yeah, that yeah, was his well, party piece, yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: that, you know. That, that. But then you fly and pass, so nobody can see it's your bum.
3: You That's know. right. God, so they there's... couldn't prove it, I suppose. It's not in writing. Oh, no, well, exactly
1: that. <laughs>
0: you know. And is it a particular
1: to the M1, si? Uh There's a particular part of the M1 that I get
2: very bored on, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I'll tell you what. It's not easy while you're driving.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not good when you're in my car and I've got to clean the window. <laughs> no,
1: that, that is true. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I used to wind the windows down and watch him fall out. <laughs> Gets, <laughs> his, his backside gets sucked out with the airflow, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like on a 747 when the windows pop. Oh,
3: oh, I
0: have to get those driverless cars, the ones now doing it for you. You can just take your hands free and then you can get comfy doing it.
2: Oh, no, 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 yeah. Simon King's Mooney Wagon. <laughs> I had one of them, I haven't got
1: one anymore, though. I had one of them, it didn't work. <laughs>
3: If you've got problems you'll be fine, just drop the agony uncles a line. Uh, It's time to move on to your next problem. It's called the Posh Kitchen Calamity and uh, we need uh, another lady's name for this actually, but this time we shall save Tash her blushes and uh, Uncle Si. If you can give us a lady's name that would be great. Audrey. Audrey writes, please help me with a family issue. You see, my sister-in-law's house is like a show home. I don't know how she does it. Everything is perfect, always in the correct place, despite her having two children. Everything is super expensive, state of the art, but always pristine. To be honest, when we go around there, you don't really feel comfortable. She's always looking at us as though we shouldn't really touch anything or mess up the sofa by doing something wild, like sitting on it. Anyway, she's recovering from a hip operation and can't move properly for about six weeks, so is at home at the moment. And I've agreed to help her out by picking her kids up from school, cook tea for them, just to give them a hand, really. Her husband's at work a lot, and me and her two children really like being around each other. You see, I'm the naughty auntie, which they like, as their mum's a bit strict. So, on the first night, I took them home from school, did a pasta bolognese, which they loved, as they tend to only get oven meals, from what they said, and then I got them off to bed. When I came downstairs, my sister-in-law was hobbling about in the kitchen and was really off with me and really quite frosty, but I just didn't know why. When I got home, my partner said that his sister had phoned him in tears because of the mess I'd left on the hob cooking pasta. She told him that the hob and the oak worktops were really expensive, not to be used for cooking like that. She doesn't want them spoilt. Now, don't get me wrong, I'd wipe them down like i clean my own hob, but I feel really uncomfortable now. What's the point in having a really amazing kitchen but not using it? I'm very angry and upset, but I don't know what to do. What do you think? Says Audrey. Over to you.
1: Clearly, this lady's very precious about... Uh, possessions, and if she's pre- that precious about possessions, and uh, and it's such a massive kerfuffle for her. That I mean, God love Audrey. She's trying to help out, man. You know, and trying to, you know, what? Nah, I just yeah. think that's that's just all a bit shit, isn't it,
2: really? Yeah, it's a bit mean-spirited, isn't it? It is, yeah. I I sometimes standard. when we've been awaking, we've been cooking on the telly, because obviously we do a bit, and then... You know, when they reset, we just go and sit down, have a cup of tea, as somebody else does it for us. And it is sometimes quite a shock when I come home and find out it doesn't <laughs> happen. But then, then I, I, I get so much stick from Lil that I, I end up kind of trying to tidy as I go just to save the grief afterwards. So I always say that, look, if I cook it, then it's fair enough. I think she should do the washing up and clearing up. That's, that's not sexist. I just think, anyway, she doesn't see it like that
0: this <laughs> idea dave it doesn't actually follow
2: through yeah <laughs> we've, got, we've got a mate who's a chef uh, you know from the isle of man and he's funny he, he's worked in commercial kitchens all his life but by god when he comes round to your house he'll cook but the mess and I mean, I think I turn into the, the Audrey's mate, whatever, the one who gets upset because <laughs> he's just so used to creating like this, this chaos. The food's beautiful, but around him. And, of course, in a commercial kitchen, you never turn the heat off, do you? The stove's left on. So everything's on all the time. Wow. And, um, oh, no, I, I'm like that. And I, I'm just running around after him, you know, complaining, really. So I'm, I'm on the fence with these two. I'm, I'm, I'm a well... bit of a mixture between the pair of them.
0: I think I think it's different because somebody's trying to help out here and support somebody. So I think yeah you know uh, is it Audrey that's sitting there Audrey's the one that is the OCD one that's got the obsession.
3: No. No, no no Audrey's, Audrey's the Audrey's, one that's
0: helping out. Yeah. Audrey Audrey's lovely. I think Audrey's been incredibly kind. She's helping out and Audrey might just have to go oh she's a bit she's a bit controlling and a bit freaky about her kitchen. I'll suck it up while I help out and then I can just go home to my own do my own thing. I think Lovely other lady needs to actually go. Someone's helping me here, so I'm just gonna have to suck this up and be grateful that someone's helping me because I think they've slightly missed the point. But I'm wondering whether Audrey should just take the kids back to her house and go back to her house and cook the food there, look after the kids. I reckon the kids are gonna love it. They're gonna love being able to eat spaghetti bolognese on a sofa and drop the ketchup on the surface and not wipe it up, and you know. Give the kids a break from psycho Tyrone whatever she does in there, (laughs) you know. And, uh, yeah, I think that's probably the way forward. If she wants to help, don't go around there and mess it up because it's clearly stressing, stressing, you know. Yeah, but if
2: Audrey's generally wanting to help, is she actually, you know, she's making the bolognese, everything is great. Then is Audrey just clearing off home and creating more stress for the person she's trying to help by leaving her the mess to clear up, you see?
1: But well, I yeah. think Audrey had cleared up and wiped yeah, down like she, she was saying in her kitchen. Oh. So it's like if you know, like the like a crime scene where everything is cleaned to an inch of its oblivion. Then I, it, I mean, you know, a, a, a cooking a spaghetti bolognese in the kitchen doesn't make that much mess. I mean, you know, and if she's if she's attempted to clear it up, which clearly she says she has, and done what she would do in her kitchen. Clearly, it's a functional household, the one that Audrey has. So. Why would um psycho hob go? You know, go. I mean, it's mental. Yes. You're helping the kids out. I mean, you're hobbling around. Just be have the good grace to say thank you and be warm, and yeah. not stress about your, I can't stand that man. Posh kitchens and actually nothing has ever been cooked in them. They're just there to look at because and, it's a status um... symbol. Oh, bugger off and cook <laughs> something in it. You lunatic
0: you don't want that feeling of where people you want people to feel like it's a home a lived in home a comfortable home if it's like a perfect show home it's 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 got no content has it it's got no coziness and you know if someone's sitting there all stressed because it's not perfect then they're not comfortable then it makes the surroundings awkward so yeah i think it's it's a shame
1: I think it's called a single lack of soul and a lot of neuroses. Yeah. I think that's what's going on. And, you know, Audrey's trying to help out. So, but you're not going to change that lady. So I don't know what the answer is. I think probably Tash, you've come up with it and gone, well, just cook it at your house. But then what if she hasn't got the room to put the kids to bed? Do you know what I mean?
2: Well, she could take the bolognese sauce round to, to the house. Oh, and that's just true, do man, the yeah. pasta and chuck it in. But I don't yeah. know. It's it's um, should get, you should get also... wrong though
1: for messing them messing the plates up. Don't eat off those plates. <laughs> <laughs> Are you insane? <laughs> They're special. <laughs> They're special. Yeah, Nobody what, eats what? off them.
0: <laughs> my sister is um a very, very, very lovely person. Um, but she is very meticulous about everything looking perfect and gorgeous. So when she comes to my house, if she's here, and she looks after the kids or she's even just been for dinner she'll automatically puff the cushions on the way out to look nice <laughs> it's lovely but what I do is, and she's younger than me much younger than me but when she's at her flat and I go round, she's got no kids but it's immaculate her house immaculate in a lovely way in a cozy home way not in an obsessive way but I literally I go in and I leap on the bed I de-fluff the cushions I mess it all up and then I go again
2: For <laughs> well, the evil sister
0: <laughs> so I'm jealous I can't keep my house like that all the time because I can't keep up. So I go around and I know she loves doing it. So it's our little joke now. I always de-mess de- up the cushions on her sofa just to annoy her. <laughs>
2: well on that, bombshell.
3: Ah, oh, indeed. Well, uh, I think there we go, Audrey. It's, uh, it's you know a couple of, a couple of suggestions on things you could do there. But fundamentally, you're doing a nice thing. So you know, I think you're. Uh, yeah, we we agree that you shouldn't be getting the stress that you're getting. So maybe yeah. look for an alternative way out of it. If you've got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony uncle's a line. Okay, it's time to head to Confidential Corner, and this Ooh. is called the pinot Piles Problem. For this, we need one male and one female name. So Uncle Dave, a male name, please, and Uncle Si, a female name. Vincent. Vincent. Oh, lovely. I like that. Yeah. Um, Pat, Pat, Vincent, Pat. You can see that on a Vauxhall Chevette mm-hmm. window, can't you? Yeah. Right, <laughs> that's that's where that's where we were going, dude. That's where we're going. <laughs> Vincent Pat. Well, this comes from Vincent actually, who says since October last year, I've been seeing Pat. She's a really super bubbly, fun lady who's had a lot to deal with in her life, but keeps smiling through. She's lovely to be around. She's also very, very, very passionate. And we have a very fun and increasingly adventurous sex life. She loves dressing up, role play, and sorry, Dave, says Vincent, as I know it's not your thing, having fun with food. Splodging. That's the technical term for it, you know. Splodging. (laughs) Splodging. (laughs) Not my bag. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Vince likes to splodge. All of this is absolutely fine by me. He says I'm having a great time, having been single for six years previously, but... She started doing one thing that I don't enjoy and I don't know how to tell her. Without wanting to be too graphic, says Vince, she likes a glass of wine. She enjoys dripping it on me and then licking it off. Mostly this is fine, but the other night she started going downstairs with her wine glass and splashed it all over, so to speak. She's unaware of this, but I have a hemorrhoid issue and a fair bit dripped down onto these, onto these very sensitive little blighters, and the stinging was insane. It was, it was all I could do to carry on without her noticing. She's come home this evening with a bottle of champagne and winked at me, and frankly, I'm scared for my bum. What should I do? I don't want to put her off. Thanks, team, says Vincent. Over to you. Well, I think you should just put Ring of Fire on the
2: stereo and see if she takes the hint. <laughs> or you can get no tat, no
1: entry tattooed on your cheeks. <laughs> oh dear God! Aye. Um, oh. There's a great hemorrhoid. What about what about? There's some really good hemorrhoid creams, like you know, just just so they're not they're not out there. You see, like this is Kingy.
2: You know? The idea of like. He'll it, it, fix, the, fix the problem, really. he doesn't want to stop a splashing <laughs> wine and champagne on his willy. His first thought is not how to you know, be diplomatic with her, it's to encourage her, but to stop the pain. <laughs> yes, that's it. Take some paracetamol before you go, you know. I have a tube of preparation, H. H. Yeah.
1: I'll tell you what, dude, I was, I was, uh, I was, I, I, I don't remember who I was talking to about. Oh, I think it was our deal. You kind of remember when, um, when we had an issue in a in a supermarket, and was it in Mexico? And we were like, yes,
2: I was yes. like, "Well, yeah,
1: yeah. How do you ask for hemorrhoid cream in, in Spanish or Mexican?" You know, and
2: obviously we're on a motorcycle in Mexico, the land of the chili. So we were both a bit struggling, like
1: <laughs> we were. So, uh, so Dave's putting the putting the shopping in the in you know we're in this supermarket, and I, and I goes, oh, "I'll go off and I, I'll try and you know ask." So I goes to the, I said, hello, madam. I said, oh, hello. And I said, um, oh, 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 hey, yeah, oh, And she was like, ah, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm going, the boom, the boom. She got, ah, oh, okay oh, okay, 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 okay. And I went, no way. I goes, here, yeah, dude. You know what? Hemorrhoid cream's called, and Dave's going, oh, shut just up. up. <laughs> I've got so you know. Yeah, listen, there's one here for 10 bucks. Will you get a free applicator? Mm. And Dave's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to kill you. Um, I, so that was it. So hemorrhoid dust. Well, you could do that, but
2: you don't want to stop the phone, do you? So, you know, you got to... Do you f- think the wine would sting on your hemorrhoids? Well, we are, are you for out? No, really? he's got... Oh, I've he, never had angers. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, no, I've
1: never had hangers, To be fair, oh. but you know, I mean, you know, as as the as the motion goes,
2: it it you know it. Yeah, I would have thought if they if they're, if they hang you know a bunch of grapes, it's going to put her off as well.
0: I know that's what but I was clearly you know, not. I
2: mean, she'd go whoa, and she'd run like, run a mile, wouldn't you?
0: <laughs> I'm so boring. I was going, oh, I wonder if that's red or white wine because the red wine's going to stain that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is where my head went initially then i went to there's another person that's wasting some decent booze in batter and body You're obsessed so you just stick it in a glass <laughs> it's much nicer although i'm not opposed I'm, not me but you know i'm not saying splodging isn't fun so hold on hold
1: on hold on so tash fundamentally what we're seeing is a a little bit of a window you've just taken the net curtain past the window of your life so fundamentally the way you get through it is that you're constantly pissed because (laughs) your husband doesn't pay attention and your kids drive you nuts and any any possible spillage of any alcohol that isn't into your gob is sacrilege I think this is
2: great. Like yeah, but then you're therapy. worried about the laundry all the time. Yeah, that's can also Im- it. Can imagine if you were doing it with Nutella? Do you know <laughs> what I mean? What a mess.
0: That would be a nightmare. Delicious. It wouldn't slip off as much and it wouldn't sting. Yeah. There's the answer. Use yeah. the Nutella.
2: What was if she's diabetic? Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you go then? think of these things, you know.
1: You know, you've got to... And you've got to think, if they're doing it a lot, you've got to think... as You've got to start to think of food groups and nutrition.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I'm also thinking... I'm thinking practically, let's go back to it here. You're laying there, you're in bed, it's all lovely, and you pour wine over you. The wine, unless you've got a deep crevice of a six-pack isn't going to stay on a stomach that long, which means you've got to slip down the body pretty quick to catch it dripping off the edges. I'm just thinking the wine isn't practical, you know, on a body. It's so basically a on, on, off on. isn't it?
1: No, no Tash, no. And this is not the point. Is it? <clears throat>
0: I've got it wrong. You
1: see, yes. This <laughs> the, the thing diagram. is that actually, you know, you don't actually always have to make love in bed.
0: Oh, I see a <laughs> wine fountain
2: now. So,
1: <laughs> no, you know, I
0: suspect
2: oh, she's dripping the wine in an erotic fashion. Yes, Bli- quite. Blip, deep. blip, blip, lick, blip, lick, blip, okay. lick until she achieves the purpose intended. You know, um, that, that's why I would say. She's not going to get like half a bottle of Asti and chuck it all over him and suck. <laughs> I mean, where, what would be the point in
0: that? Oh, right. <laughs> That's what
2: you call Pinot grigio. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I try and fix the problem of your haemorrhoids.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I'm just for life in general, really. Well, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. If your if life's in a the mess, mess, then the email no, address is agonyuncles Agony at the hairybikes.co.uk. Yeah. Well, time flies when you're having fun. And here we are at the end of another Agony Uncles podcast. Thanks so much for writing in and sending in your troubles.
1: Yes indeed,
2: thank you very much but if you haven't already done it yet email us, it's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk Then make sure you follow or subscribe so you don't miss the new ones when they come out, because you wouldn't want to do that now would you? Absolutely not, so until next week, it's goodbye from Tash Tash?
0: Bye
1: Goodbye from Mr Jeeves Goodbye And it's goodbye from me and me
2: Bye-bye. Bye.